fans, it's time for another episode of Chris and Matt Write a Blockbuster, the podcast that does not have a uniform opening to every episode yet. We're only a nine in. I also we're almost we're only eight in, but that's not true because this is episode nine. So someday, um, maybe I will have a a thing to say, and I'll just say the same thing, and then I won't have to do all this, um, you know. Um, screwing around at the top of an episode and then mm-hmm. you know also yeah because also you're here <laughs> suddenly the the level of confidence from welcome to the show to where we are now just like a steep drop off it really took a, a nosedive like a, a, a plane in a world war ii dog fighting movie but not about dog fighting with dogs because there would be very <laughs> yeah. li- although I, a dog could take a nosedive well especially because dogs have noses, and then if you had like a dog fight that was taking place on a plane, and you threw the losing dog out of the plane for losing, mm-hmm. it could take mm-hmm. a nosedive mm-hmm. and then explode when so it in, the ground. So in this movie that you've just started writing, uh, a man throws a bunch of dogs out of a plane? Losing dogs, yes. Like that, Mits- okay. like that Mitski song, I Bet on Losing Dogs. But mm-hmm. can, I pitch, can I pitch a title for this movie? Yes. Air Bud. Ooh, that is a good title. I was going to like try and riff on Operation Dumbo Drop, uh, like Operation um, Doggo Drop. Drop. Doggo's good. I, I couldn't think of a dog name that started with D. That's like a traditional dog name. So I went with a rover. Cause, but it's a little bit different because in that movie, Ray Liotta is trying to save an elephant. Uh, but in this movie, <laughs> all that's happening so far. That Ray Liotta is trying to kill, trying to kill dogs. <laughs> Ooh, that yeah. Ray Liotta, he could be in this movie too. You know, yeah, he'll be staging because like it's like international waters, but it's in the air. So it's like they mm-hmm. can do whatever they want in these planes. So this guy to make money, like in uh, he um, somehow he rents a private jet, but he still needs to make money, and he stages um, dog fights, uh-huh. and then they throw the losing dogs out of the plane. Uh, and they and they nose dive into the ground, and we see each dog as it hits the ground and explodes into you know dog viscera, which is not to say a dog version of the uh, WWE wrestler Viscera, who was of course a member of the Ministry, aka the corporate Ministry, known to most as Mabel, a member of Men on a Mission, but he won the King of the Ring in 1995. I know that because I had one issue of WWF Magazine ever, and it was about Mabel and the 1995 King of the Ring pay-per-view, which I did not see, Mm -hmm. but I had that issue of WWF Magazine back before it became WWE. I think Mabel won that King of the Ring. Oh, yeah. He was King Mabel. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. That's also, of course, Uh, uh, yeah. Should we not keep talking about uh, things that have nothing to do with the premise of this podcast? Um, should we, well, I mean, we did, you did write a movie. I did, well, yeah, now. I came up with so a premise is, of a movie, so it's kind of, I mean, yeah. that's how easy it is. What you, what you, what you really did was show how short this podcast could be. <laughs> well, I mean, that's uh, like. And here we are on episode nine, uh, in, in, in an effort to, uh, keep this thing going, it almost feels as though we should start slowing down the plot. Because Perhaps. I feel like and, and, we, are, we are we are the proverbial dog nose diving into the conclusion <laughs> of this movie faster than we expected. You say that, and it's probably true. 
And our movie seems like it'd be like a half an hour at this point, so that's not good. It's like we're yeah, this should probably be called uh, Chris and Matt write a TV pilot. <laughs> yeah, like a, not even like one of those extended pilots, like you get like for like most shows. It's mm-hmm. like, but also yeah, this is more like a presentational pilot that you would show yeah. to a boardroom. Like, just real bare bones, just to get a tone feel for the show. Yeah, but once we're in there with our idea, they won't be a boardroom yeah. anymore, because they'll no, be no, very no. lively. They'll be very Blake-lively. Unless that lively. board is a surfboard. Yeah, cowabunga, yeah, hang they'll be, Blake, they'll be Blake-lively about it. <laughs> yeah, they'll be making uh, a movie about a surfer surrounded by sharks. Surfers, Blake-lively. It all comes together in the movie The Shallows, which mm. we did not write, but we could have written. But we didn't. We're writing yeah. a different movie. Had we got the, we came to that idea independently. <laughs> yeah, and not after we already had been inspired for the idea by the movie that already exists. Mm-hmm. So we're about. I like, didn't see it. Nope, I didn't do it. Bar Simpson's catchphrase. Nobody knows who we are because we I haven't. Caramba. <laughs> don't have a cow man. Uh, eat my shorts. Uh, um. We haven't introduced ourselves yet. Suck Ray Blue. Yep. Uh. Yep. Yeah, he said, probably says that, or like, uh, uh, come uh, mis pantalones, but that's sort of like, more like, eat my pants, and I probably had the Spanish, like, conjugation of the verb wrong. I'm Chris of the Chris and Matt. My last name is Morgan. I don't say it all the time for some reason. I don't know why sometimes I just call myself Chris. Maybe it's because there are shows called Chris and Matt right a Blockbuster, and I feel like just calling myself Chris suffices because it establishes the Chris of the titular Chris and Matt. Yeah, uh, another great reason why you don't say your last name that often is because you don't want people to think the show is about a, a man named Morgan. No, and maybe also uh, so people don't confuse me with the uh, successful screenwriter Chris Morgan, who is a person who exists and someday will be less successful than me after this movie. <coughs> and I am Matt Shimkowitz, of which... I am the only Matt Shimkowitz, yeah. because there is no famous screenwriter named Matt Shimkowitz yet. And someday I will be the famous Chris Morgan, and he'll be the afterthought. Uh, I'll be so... This movie's going to be so successful. I'll be the afterthought? No, the other Chris Morgan will be. <laughs> this movie's going to be so oh. successful that when I register with the WGA, they're going to make him change his name, even though he registered before I yeah. did. Yeah. They're gonna make they're gonna make him change his name and wipe his face in the mud. Yeah. They're gonna say, "Put your face in the in the mud, Chris," or the writer formerly known as Chris Morgan. Yeah. And he's like, "Why is this part of the union rules? Yeah. Who collectively bargained this?" <laughs> well, you know that's WGA for you. Great healthcare, but if somebody <laughs> you, you yeah hey you get you get great healthcare, but sometimes you gotta put your face in a pile of mud. Yeah. But anyways, with this podcast, we have been writing a movie, um, arguably quicker than we should be, arguably not. I don't, this is a whole new world, so don't you dare close your eyes. Uh, but also, or you could. It's a podcast. Yeah. But like, we're the first people in history to chronicle the writing of a sure-to-be-successful blockbuster movie with a podcast mm-hmm. episode by episode. And you know, you're learning how to write a movie by listening to us do a great job doing it, but also we're learning how you make a podcast about writing a movie as we go along. Now, yep. we're, class is in session. We're really sort of like, we're great at thinking on our feet. We're classic sort of, you know, it's like, it's like improv. It's like, yes, and it's thinking on your feet. And we're saying, mm-hmm. yes, and maybe this podcast has, with a movie writing has gone a little fast. But like I say, that's just the plot. We've got so much dialogue that we've already written, like, you know, like in the podcast world, like 10% of obviously in the actual writing mm-hmm. 
as we write the movie going along, and we you know put dialogue in, and we have Seth Christ saying things, we have you know um, Dasha Slayer saying things, we have characters that don't even have names. They're just like you know henchman number five, you know who's mm-hmm. who's like you know the henchman equivalent of uh, the Lou Bega song Mambo number five. So maybe if there's a henchman number five in our script, we should name them Lou Bega in honor of Lou Bega. But nobody will know that except us. It's a, it'll be our little screenplay secret that only people who read the scripts, all the studio big wigs, will be reading our scripts. Yep, all of those big wigs. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we're obviously Liberace's wig, yep. RuPaul's wig. Yeah. Um. Uh. The oh shit, the lady from uh, B52s. Assuming that's a wig. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe is it Kate Pearson who was also in the Adventures of Pete and Pete? Uh, yeah, playing... e- Eve Plum's wig from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah, or um, the wig of the actress from the movie, uh, who also <laughs> did, did the same bit in the movie because you, yeah. they recycled a lot of stuff from the TV show in the movie, but this time it was funny because uh, they had self awareness and it was just completely. It was basically the same level of camp, only without the um, joy of discovery. It was just, you know, mm-hmm. also Michael McKean was there. But it's also interesting because uh, even though it's not funny or interesting on the Brady Bunch, I still liked watching it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, there's that part where, uh, and we could do something like this in our movie, where Davy Jones and that hard rock band do their version of Girl, Look What You've Done to Me. And it's just, mm-hmm. and like all the like middle-aged teachers are like fawning over the now late Davy Jones because this is so long ago that middle-aged women like grew up like wanting to, you know, bang uh, Davy Jones. They grew up jerking it to Davy Jones. But now it's like they're yeah. all super old ladies. Like if you're into, or kind of, I mean, that shows from the mid-60s. So like, you know, if you're like a teenager in the mid-60s, that was um, like what? 50 years ago, you know, you're, you're, yeah. you know, you're AARPing it up. You're beginning social yeah. security. You're, you know? you're taking one of those AAR pisses. <laughs> yeah. You're, uh, voting against the, you know, uh, interests of the general um, population because you're, uh, stuck in your old sort of, um, ways and you're afraid of minorities. That's you, you David Jones loving piece of shit. <laughs> and- <laughs> yelling at me. I'm, I'm not a member of the AARP. I'm just a member of the Davy Jones fan club. <laughs> well, we all are. He was. He was like, sure. Was he the least funny uh, member of the um, uh, Monkees on the TV show? Sure. Was he as good of a singer as Mickey Dolenz? No. Was he as good of a musician as uh, Michael Nesmith? No. Was he, um, you know, pretty much equivalent to Peter Tork at least? Absolutely, because Peter Tork was clearly the least talented member of the Monkees. He. He's good. He's a good musician. Yeah, but I mean, little listen, Peter Tork, if you're listening, we're happy to have you in the movie if you want. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we should write a role for Peter. Well, yeah, if we can't get Paul Anka to be president, we'll have Peter Tork play the president. Yeah, President Peter Tork. <laughs> That'd be great. Man, these are ideas that we should have came up with a couple weeks ago. <laughs> well, I mean, the I mean, look, uh, writing is rewriting, as they say. Sure, we haven't done any rewriting yet, and we've barely done any actual yeah. writing. We mostly, but. <laughs> In the end, we're going to be millionaires when the script sells. Um, I'm looking at a document that has somewhere around 15 sentences on yeah. it. I would also like to say that Paul a- Paul Anka, President uh, Paul Anka, is dead in the movie at this point. Yeah, so yeah. But, I mean, who you knows? Could, Maybe yeah. Vice Ooh, President Peter, Peter Vice Tork. President Peter Tork takes over. But usually in these movies, the vice president's evil. You think Peter Tork? One, should we have an evil vice president? 
who was a part of WNBA, the evil terrorist organization in our movie, the whole time? Or, I mean, and like, do you, if so, do you think Peter Tork can play a villain? Sure. Okay, so it's established. Peter Tork is going to be playing later. It's not going to happen at this point in the movie. It's at least not today. But later in the movie, we have to remember Peter Tork is the vice president, and he's evil. It was a it was a great Paul Anka Peter Tork ticket. Even though in real life Paul Anka is Canadian and therefore could not be president of the United States, within the reality of our movie, Paul Anka was president. Peter Tork was vice president at this point. Polinka just died in a car bombing pulled off by the WNBA, an evil terrorist organization whose ad- acronym we frequently forget. And what just happened is that Schlugger McGillicuddy beat up Ducky Darns in the headquarters, CIA headquarters in the back of the Tim Hortons and hit him in the head with a coffee pot because of Tim Hortons. And when we last left, he was all bloody and we're wondering what's happening to Ducky Darts. What does the future hold? Cliffhanger. Yep. It, so, uh, wait, did, are we now recapping the movie Cliffhanger? <laughs> Is that what's happening? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, John Lithgow's the bad guy. Sylvester Stallone's the good guy. He climbs a mountain or a cliff or something. He probably well, wins he doesn't the climb end. a cliff. He hangs from one. I suppose. I've never seen them film. I just know John Lithgow's the bad guy and Sylvester Stallone's the good guy. And I don't know anything else that happens in the movie. If I remember correctly, uh, in the opening scene, um, Sylvester Stallone drops his friend from a mountain. Ooh. And I think it was parodied in the film <laughs> When Nature Calls when Ace drops a raccoon off a mountain. <laughs> you think at some point in this movie Seth Christ should take a big break from being serious and make his ass talk? <laughs> yep. Okay, we'll have to. I do. We'll have him do that. So, maybe, all right. Maybe so in we, this. Uh, uh, maybe. Uh, okay. Yeah. So basically. Yeah, so we're, we're, let's get into the the scene where. Uh, so in the last scene, we uh, we know that uh, Ducky has been uh, hit in the head with a coffee pot, mm-hmm. and we cut to the safe house where yes. Dasha Slayer and Seth. Christ are still kind of reconvening, kind yeah. of figuring out their next move. They're hanging out. They're and, getting and we, closer. They're flirting. They're there. Uh, Seth. Seth is uh, impressing Dasha by talking out of his ass. <laughs> yes, He's exactly. saying things Perfect. like, "I'd like to ask you a few questions. Do you have a mint, etc., cetera, etc.?" Cetera. And Dasha is just like, just she's got a fan out and she's just fanning yeah. herself with the fan because she hasn't and, she hasn't seen oh, one Ace thing Ventura. I learned this this the one thing i learned this week about dasha slayer turns out uh, we have been pronouncing zendaya's name wrong it is zendaya oh. and i hope she never hears this uh, <laughs> yeah, for because, she will never want to be at her yeah. movie if she finds out we don't even know how to spell her name well no spell and it let I, alone say it <laughs> yeah and you know she also may be unhappy if you listen to this and find out her character's name was originally trixie bimbo <laughs> That also might be yeah. problematic. Yeah, uh, I can't blame her for not wanting to do the movie yeah, at that point. If it happens, I mean, frankly, if anyone handed me a script with the name Trixie Bimbo written in it and then crossed out uh, for the name Dasha Slayer, I would say, first of all, why didn't they just write a new script? Just delete this part and give me the fresh one. And second, I'd say, why did they think this uh, sexist garbage is so funny? Well, we're just trying to. I mean, it's it's Hollywood, baby. You know. Yeah, they love sexism in Hollywood. It's like it was like supposed to be like a James Bond sort of name, like a pussy galore mm-hmm. or a, a lot of vagina. That was hilarious. Or a, a, an octopusy galore. Yeah, 
Anyways, if we can't get Zendaya, we'll get Aquafina because she also has one name. But that yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, so so yeah, you know, that's, so yeah. yeah, they're they're flirting in the classic way. Two young, super smoking hot studs flirt with one of them, pretending to talk out of their ass by moving their butt mm-hmm. cheeks back and forth. But while, of course, through their pants. This is not going to be a hard yeah. R movie where he's at this point. Not, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Zach Efron isn't spreading his butt cheeks so that you can see his butthole. In the X-rated version of this movie, the unrated the unrated cut. What do you think? This is bad grandpa? Or is this dirty grandpa? Dirty which grandpa. Which uh, well, bad grandpa. Well, dirty grandpa is Johnny Knoxville. Okay. Wait, no. Bad Grandpa is Dirty Knoxville. Dirty Grandpa is Robert yes. De Niro, Zac Efron, and I think Audrey Plaza tries to fuck Robert De Niro. Yeah, well, there is a scene in Dirty Grandpa where Robert De Niro puts his face on his grandson, Zac Efron's face. So there <laughs> is nothing like that in this movie, but there is a scene where Zac Efron uh, speaks with his butthole. Yep. And so this is happening, and then ring, 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 his cell phone goes off, and it makes that noise. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a he's got a one of those classic cell phone ringtones that he recorded himself. He yeah. recorded himself speaking out of his ass, going ring 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 ring. <laughs> and nobody even knows he's speaking out of his ass, but he just did it for himself. Yeah, that's just a joke for him. Yeah. yeah, it's like sometimes you have to do something for yourself. It's like you know, it's like you go to a spa, you take a me day, you um, have your asshole say ring 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 <laughs> as your as your cell phone uh, dial <laughs> ringtone. <laughs> My ringtone yep. used to be uh, a MIDI version of uh, Wham's Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go that I made myself. Wow, sad. So he gets a <laughs> phone call from... Hey, uh, fuck you. Well, we don't... <laughs> okay, wow. Yeah, that's what they say over the phone. They hang up and he goes, oh, it must have been a wrong number. Then he gets another call. <laughs> yeah. And he answers it and he says hello and we don't hear what's going on and he goes, yeah. my God. And he drops the phone in slow motion yeah. and the phone Ooh, breaks yeah. you know, and then if explodes. We, if we want to stretch this movie out, we should probably use more slow motion. Yeah. Oh, well, half of the scenes are in slow motion. It's all in the script. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So much slow motion. We'll briefly have the asshole talking in slow motion too. Just like, yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. The asshole will be talking in slow motion, but like very slow motion. Yeah, oh yeah. It'll be like. So then it one... almost looks like he's not moving at all. <laughs> yeah. It'll almost be like we're just doing still frames for like <laughs> 30 seconds. Se- seconds, yeah. It'll be like a, a Ken Burns documentary for like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. It'll also kind of zoom in, yeah. like a Ken Burns documentary. Yeah. You know that Burns effect where he just kind of yeah. shows the camera across the photograph. And we'll play like sweeping, like old music. And yeah, it'll like... be like music from the Revolutionary War yeah. or the Civil War or something. Mm-hmm. And also, maybe we'll have maybe we'll have him talking like an old timey yeah. voice, like he's writing a letter. Yeah, dearest Martha, um, <laughs> can I ask you a few questions? Can I ask you a few questions. Do you have a mint, et cetera, et cetera? Yep. Love but, Seth Christ. Yep. <laughs> Indeed. So he gets this phone call, drops the phone, it explodes because it's like a super secret, super spy phone. Yeah, but the, the, the phone exploding contact. is a cut. It, it's also a mm-hmm. cut. Yeah. So it, it explodes, like kind of like in uh, Ang Lee's The Hulk, mm-hmm. when, uh, when uh, that ex- bomb goes off and, it, and the guy freezes the air, the guy that looks like Bradley Cooper but isn't Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Josh Lucas, maybe. Yeah, perhaps. I'm talking about. Is it Josh Lucas? I don't know. Yeah, uh, this is your job. I thought my job was to uh, write the film alongside you. I mean, yes, normally I know actors, but 
I don't know if it's if I don't know if Josh Lucas looks like Bradley Cooper. I know Josh Duhamel looks like Timothy Oliphant. If that helps, that does not help. Okay. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear the name Josh Duhamel again. All right. Let me just make okay. So uh, yeah. So um, yeah, it cuts and we it get cucks. back in South oh, no. Price. <laughs> I did what? I uh, thought for a second you said it cucks. I was like, well, we're not making that kind of movie. This is not some sort of like. <laughs> we're, we're not okay. making. We're not... I don't. I don't know why you thought I said that, but uh, uh, yeah, it cuts. Not not it now. Okay. Um, so anyway, we cut C U T to yes. Seth Christ at the uh, at the hospital. And he's like, does anyone work here? Does anyone work here? Yeah, he's, he's very confused. He's like um, Hank in that episode of uh, Breaking Bad where he thinks Marie's been in a car accident and he's freaking out. He's going to be freaking mm-hmm. out and the music's going to be swelling and he's going to be like yeah. talking to all these do- he's like, doctors and they're talking to all these people. He goes up to a woman with a baby and says, do you work here? She's like, no, I just had a baby. <laughs> he picks up the baby, screams at the baby, puts the baby back. <laughs> yeah, uh, chili style. He puts the baby back, baby back, baby back. And then yeah. finally, he sees somebody in like a you know white jacket and like you know like doctor like scrubs like uh, I'm I'm Seth Christ, but don't tell anybody because I'm like a secret super agent or whatever. Uh, and I don't know why we Ducky Darns was taken to a you know like a Cedar Sinai or something. They should be at some sort of like secret medical hospital, but or like you know secret like military. Well, when he gets hospital. in there, they realize that he was wearing a fake mustache at the time mm. for disguise, yeah. so they thought he was just a regular citizen. Yeah. And also the yeah the the name he used uh, when he checked when he got checked in the hospital because obviously Ducky didn't check himself in he was smashed at the pot, uh, coffee pot he's checked in under the name um, Mucky Marns <laughs> so it's like yep. his, his, he's his, checked it under the name <laughs> Mucky Marns a name somehow stupider than Ducky Darns and the doctor says. Uh, it's worse than we thought. He got hit in the head with a coffee pot, but also uh, he's uh, he's got lung failure. Yeah, you got because his lungs were smashed up with by punches. Yeah, from, yeah, the punches really what got him. And then um, and they so that Seth is taken to the room that um, Ducky's being uh, kept in, and like Ducky's his head's all wrapped up. Maybe, should we have like but not his entire face because we got to have Stanley Tucci emoting for this scene. But he's got like a bandage yeah. around his head. So it's 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 bandage everywhere except his face. <laughs> yeah, he's super. All, he's like you know he's all beat up and he's like he's like I got the IV in. Yeah. And you hear the. He's the... still got the mustache on and he he comes up to Seth and he goes he goes get this ridiculous thing off me. You hear the and beep Seth beep sounds. Rips it off. He rips off the mustache and there's just blood all <laughs> over his upper lip. Yeah, and you hear like the you know the beeping of the life support or like you know the machine yeah. keeping and it's like. He's like, what happened? What happened? And they're like, we got infiltrated by the WNBA. Seamus McGillicuddy beat me up. And like, you know, he really did a number on me. I, I, I you know, I don't know how I survived. And Seth was like, it's because you're a fighter. You've always been a fighter. And Seth's like, I'm so sorry. I should have been there for you. I should have. And then like, Ducky's like, no, you need to protect Zend- uh, Dasha. Uh, you know, played by Zadaya, not Zadaya. <laughs> and like they have this talk, and like Seth is like, you know, like you're we're gonna, you're gonna get through this. I'm going to get revenge on the entire WNBA for you. 
I'm gonna get mm-hmm. I'm gonna get so much revenge on the WNBA. I'm gonna also go after the basketball league. I'm gonna go after the members of the New York Liberty because I'm so mad at the terrorist organization WNBA. And like Ducky's like, no, calm down, don't do that. You know, that's not yeah, specifically don't don't attack private citizens of the WNBA. <laughs> yeah, they're just trying to entertain fans. Uh-huh. And Ducky starts coughing, of course, because like you know you gotta cough in a movie if like you're not doing yeah, well. He coughs up a little blood, mm-hmm. which he puts onto a like a little handkerchief. Yeah, yeah. He dabs it on the handkerchief. Yep, yep, yep. And then they start talking, and they start having, like, a... Ducky should have, like, a big, meaty monologue about, like, his past. Sort of yeah. like in Jaws, when Robert Shaw to talk, do that big monologue about the USS Indianapolis. It should be sort of... Yeah, we'll like, just use that one and call it a reference. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we could just do that. It'll save us <laughs> having to write it. Because we need a big, meaty monologue. That'll save us a lot of writing, yeah, though. And, yeah, and then uh, on our IMDb trivia page, it'll be like, uh, Ducky Darns' closing monologue was uh, from, is uh, taken from Jaws. Yeah. It's a reference to Jaws. Yeah. It's the old mentor tells his story. Yep. And then, like, uh, Seth Christ is going to become very emotional. He's going to start crying, even, because he's so emotional. Yeah, like, which is, which is, people are just shocked by yeah. it because no man has ever cried before. Yeah. And then, like, um, Ducky's gonna be like, you're the best agent I ever worked with. I was proud to call you, you know, might call myself your boss, but I was even prouder to call you my friend. And Seth was mm-hmm. be like, I was proud. I'm proud to call you a friend too. And then, you know, Ducky's gonna be like, flatline. Oh. Yeah, basically, he leans back. He leans back with a smile, and he lets out a groan, and he flatlines. And Seth is like, No, no, come on, you can, you can do this. You yeah. can live through this. You know, you'll, you'll. you'll... But, but uh, Ducky's tongue has already fallen out of his mouth, yeah. and his eyeballs have already turned into X's. <laughs> and he's gonna be like beating on his chest, and Dax really coming and be like, Don't do that. The reason he part, he died is probably because of the lung failure that came from being beaten <laughs> in the chest so badly. Stop doing that. <laughs> And then he's like, uh, yeah. "No, he's got. He's gonna live. He's gonna live. You're gonna." And pull that's through. when they hear like a big deflating sound. He yeah. goes, "Up, oh, that's his lungs." Yeah, and he's like, uh, "It's like no, no." He's like, "No, no." And it's like, and then they're like, "We'll give you a, a moment to yourself." And the doctors will leave, and Ducky's gonna have. a not Ducky. Um, Seth is gonna look at Ducky there, and he's gonna be really, really upset and emotional, and feeling really bad. And then yeah. we're going to cut to the outside of like the door, and he's going to open the door to the room, and he's going to have composed himself. He'll adjust like a, a, a tie or something, like, and he's going to be completely composed, and he's going to be like completely like, um, you know, like a... He's going to look in a mirror and say, well, I'm composed now, and, that, and the WNBA is going to pay. Yeah, and he's going to um, like, he's going to be like, you know, this is for you, ducky. So that's in the mirror, and then he'll walk off, and that's where the scene ends, and that's where the action of this movie ends, because now that's a big... That's where the action of this movie ends. <laughs> For the rest of it, it's all going to be dialogue. Yeah, it's going to become my dinner with Andre. It's just going to yep. be... Uh, it's gonna, he's going to be Slugger McGillicuddy at a restaurant. Yeah, talking with ripped, with, uh, ripped uh, torn, uh, as play, the villain as played by Joel Murray, and just be talking about like their lives and like how they got to the villain game, and like, you know... Mm. You know, uh, Seamus will be in the wall Sean role. Seamus is the actor play, playing uh, Slugger McGillicuddy, the professional wrestler Seamus. And then, like, the other guy, whoever that is, is going to be played in the... Yeah. And, yeah, so... Or maybe we'll have action. We'll have, like, a bunch of... Because, like, there's... We got some room for some more big action set pieces and a whole bunch yep. of stuff going on because now, you know, uh, Seth Christ is a man... It's time for a reckoning, a ballistic reckoning, which is the name of this movie. And that's going to be the reckoning, in a way, the reckoning for the death of one 
Ducky Darns. And that's, you know, um, a wrap on Stanley Tucci. They'll say, when they shoot that scene, and everybody will clap. Mm-hmm. So, that's good. Yeah, so that's a good scene. I yeah. mean, that if that that's going to be a good, uh, you know, if they ever put in that... Uh... You know that uh, Oscar category yeah. for movies that uh, movies for guys who like people movies. that think about movies <laughs> don't like, yeah. but uh, you know dumbasses from New Jersey do yeah. like. Uh, this could be one of them. Yeah, it'd be like you know uh, movies for dipshits category or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the movies for dipshits category. It'll be this. It'll be uh, Garfield Two: A Tale of Two Kitties, yeah. and, which will be nominated um, even though it came out years ago. Yeah, they, it gets nominated every year. Ooh, and yeah. uh, Space Jam, a movie for people without personality. Yeah, or Space Jam. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like because you know if you don't have a personality, you can always do a few things. You can say you hate the word moist. You can say Die Hard is your favorite. <laughs> Christ- you can say Die Hard is your favorite Christmas you, movie, and you, you, you can, can say you, you love t- Space Jam. You can Jam. talk incessantly. You can talk incessantly about bacon. You could grow a beard. Yeah. Yeah, these are the things you can do if you don't have an actual personality. And, you know, loving Space Jam is one of those things you can do. Uh, goodbye, some of our listeners forever, I assume, after that conversation. But for everybody who's sticking around, um, we, you can find us on uh, Twitter. The podcast is at, is at C and M, write A, B. Uh, and then individually, we are at Chris X Morgan. And I am at M. Shimkowitz. So you can tweet at us. We are, of course, a member of uh, Gabber Media. So check out the other Gabber Media podcasts, such as Transmissions from the Dark Side and Roach Coach, uh, which is a podcast about um, new metal, I believe. Mm. You know, kind of like, uh, you know, uh, Lip Biscuit, who had a song in the movie Mission Impossible 2, which was a action blockbuster. And this podcast, of course... Please, um, you know, rate and subscribe and, you know, we're and like, you know, leave comments wherever you listen to help the podcast grow so we can, um, you know, have more people learn at our feet, our, our screenwriting feet. Uh, yeah, they can learn at our feet the way all of uh, schooling is now done in America. Yep. People look at the feet of their teachers and <laughs> hope to learn from it. Yep. They'll write E equals MC squared on their shoes. And that's about, you know, you can only fit so many on your shoes, on your shoes. But mm-hmm. it's a lot better than what I was writing on my shoes, which was Blink-182. <laughs> uh, so uh, I had Turk-182, which is a movie and a semi-obscure reference. But here we are now closing up another great episode of Chris and Matt write a blockbuster. Uh, we, In addition to not having a uh, regular way to begin the podcast, we don't have a regular way to end the podcast. So well, I'm just going to stumble blindly forward. Uh, maybe we should leave people with a little piece of advice to um, grow on or something. That's like a way to end the podcast, like the last thing we say. Um, say, Matt, do you have any words of wisdom for our listenership to end this podcast on? Sure. Uh, I'm going to make this a writing-specific a tip. When in doubt, have one of your characters speak out of their asshole. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.